the final score, Wrexham 2, Doncaster 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. Don't forget to do all the liking and subscribing and sharing and commenting. That makes us all so happy. But what about the football? Well, after the match, uh, post-commentary, Che Long and I were talking. Well, Che actually said, am I the only one who enjoyed that? And it got me thinking. I was saying, well, I, I enjoyed that too. That was good. But having said that, I also, having thought on about it, I think the word I'm going to just use to describe that game is satisfying. That was a very satisfying three points, I think. Let me explain why. The circumstances were tricky to begin with. I mean, we were playing a side who were bottom of the league, no wins, but, I mean, just one look at their media, uh, at their website, or indeed their fans' uh, comments, showed that they were playing well. They've had a terrific amount of injuries early on. They've been terribly unlucky. And, well, they clearly thought that they were about to turn a corner. So they were tough opposition. It was very hot. Same for both sides, absolutely. I don't think that really helped uh, the flow of the game very well from our perspective. And... Yeah, overall, I feel that as we weren't quite on our game, in some ways I'd say maybe that was our least pleasing performance of the season, a great three points and a very pleasing three points. If you see what I mean. So anyway, Wrexham started off well, Palmer and Dolby starting up front, and I thought they were really troubling the defenders, particularly the right side of the centre-backs, so they were... And early on, Wrexham started to cause issues. Howard with a long ball. Palmer won his header against Saliwa. And Palmer, Adolby, did ever so well. Running into the channel with the ball, he really muscled Anderson off brilliantly to give himself a great chance and hit it from pretty close range. But the keeper, Lawler, came out, made himself big and made an important save. It would not be his last. Lawler, like a couple of other keepers who've been to the race course this season, was terrific. Doncaster at first was struggling to settle into the game, but um, there was a pause at which uh, they caught, the players came over and Broadbent was being spoken to by the manager, uh, McCann, and after that, they started almost straight after that, he pinged a ball over the left side of our defence to send Farl away into the area. Great first touch round the back of Boyle. Toza came across and made an excellent block as Val tried to shoot from a tight angle. It fell back to the striker and he had another goal from an even tighter angle and hit it into the side netting. But it seemed to me like McCann had told him to do something and Doncaster started to pull themselves back in the game by dinking these little balls over the top. There were long spells of really genuinely flat passing by them at the back where they didn't seem to be looking for anything. But then when they chipped over the top, they caused issues for us, especially with Farl and Ironsides running. Wrexham did make another opportunity in these early stages, which we dominated. Barnett knocking the ball over the top and Dolby just beaten to it by Lawler on the very edge of the area. Before Doncaster started to come back at us. Uh, long ball down the right-hand side and Farl got the ball cut in from the right and drove in a shot, which Howard had to stretch to his left to parry high up. Then a very cute short corner in the 24th minute, very nearly led to an opening goal. It was one that we were caught out by by Walsall. In fact, they scored a goal with that. Um, but the same routine, just drilling a flat ball to the near post. The ball's laid off, and on this occasion, it was Anderson 
who really, really should have done better, but from six yards out managed to plant the ball over the bar. From that point onwards, well, Wrexham were having to start to dig in and had a, a major problem after half an hour when, unfortunately, Aaron Hayden had to go off injured. Uh, let's hope it's not anything too serious because he's had enough of those knocks, isn't he, where he just uh, pulls up no real pressure on him, but something seems to have gone. Let's hope he spotted it early. He went off. Max Kluwerth had to come on in order to reshuffle the defence. And as Doncaster continues to have more of the ball, really, Wrexham suddenly in the 37th minute opened them up and took the lead. And Paul Lawler, who made a magnificent double save at the start of this move, first across coming in, Palmer planting his header on target. Terrific save low to his right by Lawler to push it back out again. Lee attacked it and hit it first time viciously from about eight yards out. Lawler again managed to get up and block it with his legs, but the ball span out, came back in, Across to the far post, Barnett got up tremendously well to contest at the far post, nodded it down. Young just got there first, around the penalty spot, hit it, and it took a massive, cruel deflection off a defender, span up and curled, hit the inside of the right post. The keeper, Lawler, lunged to try and save it, just couldn't quite get there in time and could only push it into the side, inside rather, of his own net. So, Wrexham getting the scrappiest of goals, made Sandolby's goal last Tuesday look like a real classic. And then Owen quiet again until added time. When a Westbrook ball over the top once more caused a problem, this time Broadbent was the one chasing after it. Howard did brilliantly to commit himself early. And although Broadbent just beat him to it, Howard lunged at him, spread himself, and was so close that Broadbent couldn't do anything but hit it into the Wrexham goalkeeper's body. In the third minute, by the time, another chance for Doncaster. Biggins this time, sweeping the ball over to the far post. Ironside a got goal side of Barnett, but when he saw that he wasn't going to reach it at the far post, he went down and was adamant he wanted the penalty. Barnett, I think maybe did have hold of his shirt, but not in the sort of way that would probably get you a penalty. Um, it's for me, you'd be very, very unlucky to have that given against you. And then bang on the half-time whistle, sixth minute of added time. It was a corner from O'Connor. Dolby headed it back into the goal mouth. Young had a header from just outside the six-yard box, but it was coming at an awkward angle and height, and he couldn't get any power on it. But he still managed to nod it forwards, and it ricocheted. And he had another chance to head it inside the six-yard box, but the same story, it came awkwardly for him. He couldn't get any leverage on it, and he headed it straight to the keeper. The second half began and, well, I don't know, was it the heat? What was it? But I'll tell you what, we looked a bit sloppy, in all honesty, and didn't get going. And in the 52nd minute, we were punished. It was a, a ball into the box on the left-hand side, a poor touch by Clueth, and the ball was helped into Ironside. He drove into the six-yard box down the left, but with a pretty much impossible shooting angle. He blasted it across the face of goal, and Farl was there at the far post ahead into an empty net. Not a, a, our greatest moment defensively. Clueworth will be really disappointed that he let the ball get away with, from him, because it was an easy clearance, really. Um, but then, when Ironside drove down, even though he was in the six-yard box, he had no angle to shoot. Howard had that covered. And when he stood it up at the far post, well, you know, both the other centre-backs dropped onto the line to try and block any header. I think maybe they'd be better off actually marking Farl and trying to beat him under the bar. Anyway, Wrexham for the first 15 minutes looking 
unlike themselves of the second half. So how do you boost them? Bring on Mullin. Paul Mullin back for his first appearance of the season after that horrible injury he got in the States. Goodness me, the crowd, the noise that they made. Absolutely fabulous. Mullin coming on to replace Dolby. He wasn't himself. I mean, how the heck could he be? He needs to get himself back up and running again. But his presence changed the game. Wrexham got back on top, started making chances. His presence frightened Doncaster. Not long afterwards, they brought off Alusa to the, to the struggling centre-back who'd toiled against Palmer and Dolby. And they were now thinking, oh, clearly McCann thinking, well, Mullin could cause him an issue. And they dropped off a bit because of him and things started looking much better for Wrexham. A spell of pressure ended with Toza taking a terrific quick bullet-like throw-in and really Boyle should have scored, attacking it just outside the six-yard box, planted it wide of goal. Then it was Young whipping in a good early cross on the right-hand side after interplay with Barnett. Palmer getting it well at the far post, planting another powerful header towards goal and again the keeper Lawler going down to his right to make another fine save. Then it was Toza sweeping in across from the right-hand side Cleared, but only as far as O'Connor, who hit a left-footed volley, which took a big deflection, was well held by the Doncaster keeper, Lawler, low to his left. Luckily for him, I think that big deflection was a player who was quite close to O'Connor, and so it, he deflected it, moved it early, which allowed the, which probably before the keeper had even started moving, which allowed him to react to the deflected direction in the shot. But by this point, Rex was starting to put the pressure on, and Doncaster were starting to feel pressured in themselves. Fletcher would come on up front and was starting to really cause issues. He came on for Palmer. He looked good. I, I, I didn't think he looked match ready, but his ability to win headers and, as you see in a moment, to strike at goal looked great. Whereas Liam McAlinden, who'd been playing at left wing back, both Anthony Ford and Jacob Mendy out injured, as well as James McLean being out with, uh, with international duty. He was replaced by Evans. O'Connor unusually went over to the left-hand side. And those two substitutes would continue to help Wrexham as we pushed on and forced Doncaster back. Like I said, Doncaster started trying to slow things down, started trying to, to time waste. After that shot by O'Connell, the keeper held. It was a comical moment. Have a look at it on the highlights. The keeper goes down and clutches it and then starts to hold his hip because he's going to pretend to be injured and waste a bit of time. But then when he looks up, he sees that two of the teammates, his teammates, have had the same idea and are already on the floor. So he just stops holding his hip and pointing at them and the refs stop playing. And it nearly works. Two minutes left and it's still one all. But Wrexham then gets the winner. Evans with an assist, an incredibly simple assist, just rolling it to Lee on the left. But he does deserve credit, Evans, for what happened next. Because Evans is in the half space, Lee is outside him. He gives him the ball. And then Evans, when Lee has started to engage the defender on the right and take him on, Evans takes a run into the box and takes his marker with him, which means that if Lee beats his man, there's no second player to beat. Lee does indeed beat his man, cuts to the edge of the area and lashes a shot, which takes a deflection and ends up perfectly in the bottom left corner. Unlucky for Doncaster, deflection's not going their way. But Lee, well, if you don't buy a ticket, can't win the lottery. Wrexham could have got another in a third minute of added time. Lee feeding Fletcher. Needs a little interchange again between them. Fletcher brilliantly in the D, turning his man and lashing the shot, which took a wicked deflection and just missed the target. But a really sharp piece of play. And it looked like Wrexham was safely 
home and dry until the 97th minute when a corner on the right-hand side by Westbrook was played into the near post. Bailey flicked it temptingly across the face of goal, but the only player who attacked the six-yard box had already arrived and couldn't stretch back to reach it, and the ball dribbled wide of the far post, and Wrexham had the victory. And like I said, for me, an incredibly satisfying victory because we had to really work hard for it, uh, but we got our reward in the end. Looking at the uh, individual performances, well, again, Howard was good. Certainly had no problems. His judgment in coming off the line to make that save was crucial. If he hadn't, if he'd hesitated, we'd have been in all sorts of trouble. Across the back, Hayden looked great until he was hurt. Let's hope it's nothing too serious. Let's hope he just felt something start and decided, right, I'm not risking this. I thought Toza did well on a number of occasions. Really strong in the centre of defence. We did sometimes look a bit exposed. Um, runners getting in behind us on the left or there. Um, yeah, our left, and also running the channels. Toza made a lot of important interventions to stop those attacks coming to fruition. Boyle, I thought, when when he's doing what really suits him best, he had to do a fair bit of it. Winning headers on the edge of the area, fighting to get rid of the ball was really good. Um, I enjoyed his desire to defend the penalty area. On the wings, Barnett was my man of the match. I thought he was excellent. He constantly was taken on senior and Senior, although he kept with him, he's a good player, Senior. Um, he's shown that against us in the past for Halifax, but he couldn't stop Barnett getting the crosses in. He put a flow of crosses in, according to the match stats, four accurate crosses to find a striker in a scoring position. Excellent performance by Barnett. On the left-hand side, Liam McElinden, he, was a, he looked a little bit out of touch with how everyone else was going, really, I think. Sometimes didn't really look to link up as, as maybe... The left-backs who had more time to play with the usual Wrexham players would have done, but he worked extremely hard. In the middle of the pitch, again, there's a lot of sloppiness. O'Connor, especially at the start of the second half, lost the ball a few times. really unlike him. And I was a little surprised that he stayed on. I thought of Evans for him might be a straight swap. Uh, but in the first half, he looked his usual self, composed and strong and winning tackles. Maybe the heat was affecting people. For me, Luke Young was a little like that. He wasn't quite at his best. He was just a touch off his game. He still scored, and he still, of course, put in a heck of a shift. But I was a little surprised that James Jones didn't get a chance at some point, because, of course, he's got energy to burn, no matter the conditions. I thought it might suit him this sort of game, especially in the later stages. And Elliot Lee, again, worked, oh, I mean, he worked so hard defensively. He was getting back, covering McElinden brilliantly. Um... Going forwards, he didn't have the same influence as normal, but then, of course, typically, two minutes left, he'll just pop up and get the winning goal. Up front, um, I thought Dorby and Palmer both had good first halves and really troubled the centre-backs, forcing mistakes, winning the ball high up the pitch. Not maybe carving up enough, as many chances as they ought to have done, considering that. And Although Palmer was the greater threat and really did give them a tough time and had two excellent headers stopped by great saves by Lawler. And when the subs came on, well, Mullen was, was off his game. He, he, he has to be, doesn't he? The, the injury he's had, and he's back in so quickly. But like I said before, his mere presence makes a difference. And he did have some very good moments. He teed up a nice two-on-two -two break with Fletcher. Did brilliantly to get to a loose ball and play a good ball to Fletcher. Fletcher played a good return pass. But then Mullen it was sort of summed up his day. He just wasn't quite on it and took a heavy touch, tried to cut inside and lost the ball. But uh, it's wonderful to see him back. And like I say, when he's 
probably at 60% of his of his performance, he can still make a difference coming on. That's a sign of a hell of a player, isn't it? I mean, alongside him, Fletcher made such a promising debut. I, I still think he's got a bit more to come when he's really proper match fit. But, oh, he looks so tasty. It's quite exciting prospect, isn't it? Having those two coming into the side, which already is scoring a lot of goals. And then as for the other substitutes, Evans was classy. He's very good on the ball, isn't he? And under pressure, he was a good player to have at the back when Doncaster were pushing us because he intercepts well, he tackles well, and he passes very well. Gives you a, You can spot the out balls very, 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 very quickly. I was, I was very impressed with him. Kluwerth, on the whole, had a good game, but will be really disappointed with the error he made, which led to the, the Doncaster goal. Um, but hey, there were, there were little errors and mistakes all over the pitch in this game. But the fact is, there was a hell of a lot of character from Wrexham as well. Doncaster are a good team. To compare them to Tranmere, how do, do you honestly think that Doncaster are going to finish below Tranmere this season? I certainly don't. Doncaster will be up there by the end of the season, I suspect. Maybe their bad start stops them from really pushing for the highest places. But this was a good three points against a team that's finding its feet again. I am very happy with it. Doesn't matter how the results come, you're just going to be able to grind them out at this stage. And Wrexham again showed heart. And if your skill doesn't quite manage to do it, well, your guts do. And that's another sign of a very good team. Uh, very enjoyable. So, the final score of Wrexham 2, Doncaster Rovers 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.